2: thedorkforest.bandcamp.com has probably 10 episodes that were done live They cost me a couple of bucks to make, so I charge you a couple of bucks. If you've run out of regular episodes, go over to the ba- thedorkforest.bandcamp.com and get some more. Other than that, I say this, let's get into the show. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You're in my living room uh, with Justin Marchert. Is exactly. that right? Exactly. Perfect. I, I did it. That's awesome. So you have an animated show called Fantasy Hospital. I do. And that is exciting. <laughs> and uh, so what but, but people should know, it's at Justin Marchert on Twitter and M-A-R-C-H-E-R-T and Justin as in Justin.
1: Yeah, the upside of having a super unusual, weird last name is that you can get the Twitter handle and you all, win. all. Exactly, yeah. you win <laughs> as far as all the social media stuff. The downside is nobody can pronounce it and therefore or no one can remember own. it or spell it. Right. So.
2: Same with Cation. Oh, okay, like, okay, you get it. Yeah, I get it. And it is... Uh, do you
1: hear Kashian all day long? Oh, yeah. People mm-hmm. are
2: constantly trying to ethnic it I up. I hear you. I ethnic yours up. I went with a Marchere
1: because mm-hmm. I thought, People oh, do it French. all the time, yep.
2: Is it? Uh, are your people English? At which point um, they uh, say...
1: English, Polish, and German, and yeah. then probably French somewhere, but no one oh. even knows where that connection fits in.
2: It comes in in Marcher, <laughs> right. and then the English go, no, right, exactly. we're saying Marcher.
1: Exactly. And
2: uh, <laughs> so, uh, welcome to the Dork Forest, Justin.
1: Happy You're, to be here.
2: This is exciting. Okay, so your animated show is Fantasy Hospital, and it's fantasyhospital.com, and yes. then your website is justinmarcher.com, uh, yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
2: and Twitter and Instagram and all that is your name. So... We have that out of the way. Now we wish to discuss a television program which I have seen the first season of and regret that I haven't seen the next. So I'm, I'm happy to hear about it, which is The Expanse.
1: The Expanse.
2: My brother has listened to all of the books. He oh wow! Loved it. He loves the books on Audible.
1: He should be doing this.
2: Well, he would <laughs> love to. He did the Lord of the Rings, oh, okay. and ever since he is like, why that, am I not doing that? It every tracks. Week? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, dude, why don't you? Uh, have your own podcast, and uh, <laughs> so, but he will be happy uh, possibly to listen to this one. So what? Um, so the, it's a sci-fi channel, right? Mm-hmm. Is well, that right? It
1: was originally a Sci-Fi Channel, okay. And they did the first three seasons, which are roughly the first three books, okay. Um, but then uh, they they didn't renew for a fourth. Um, but uh, Amazon picked it up. Um, and, and it, it's not like oh. one of these I know so and it's coming the fourth season is coming this year on Amazon so they really picked it up right where it left off the, oh, that's uh, production wise perfect, yeah. I know usually whenever this happens it's mm-hmm. like six years later we're gonna pick up Arrested Development or right, right. Uh, what, Curb Your Enthusiasm and it's like a completely different show aged. <laughs> everyone's aged exactly it's a whole different thing everyone's doing other projects like, right. like Arrested Development right, or you, we're trying to you, squeeze them all together somehow
2: right you gotta get them back Right, in.
1: but this and they really had the foresight to just kind of pick up the the reins right where they left off. Yeah, I think it was the same month. I think the oh, same month great. that um, uh, uh, discovery um sci-fi announced they were, they were not going to renew. Um, Amazon stepped in. They, they had a huge you know fan backlash and fan you know fan right. Uh,
2: well, the weird thing is 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 uh, what I've heard is that Netflix is doing this this original programming, mm-hmm. and they're making the programs uh, the shows sign these things that say. When they cancel them, they can't go to another platform.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
2: It's oh, a really shitty thing to do. Yeah, why would you? Well, I don't understand that either. You're just yeah. like, well, what? So you don't regret giving it up ever? What? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what it—that's it, that's so what bizarre. it feels like, right? It,
1: it's like everybody wins when they when they have a more life somewhere. People everybody are wins. still interested in it now, and they're still interested Actors in the old still Netflix work, episodes right? from before. Writers still work. Yeah, the, why the would br- you?
2: Yeah, you do that uh, just because you don't want to be sad that you gave up something.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Which
2: is just lame, uh-huh. lame. For sure, uh, gold lame. <laughs> and uh, so, Justin, here's my first question: Who wrote it? Do you remember who wrote the books?
1: Yes, the books are. <laughs> Thank the God. author of the books is James S. A. Corey. Oh. James S. A. Corey is not a real person. <laughs> it's, oh, really? It's two. It's two authors: um, Daniel Abraham, okay. and Ty Frank. Okay. And James S. A. Corey is their pen name.
2: Oh, okay. I want to
1: say uh, James is Daniel's middle name, and Corey is Frank's middle, uh, uh, Ty Frank's middle name. Okay. And then the t- the middle initials S <laughs> A. This is so deep. I don't know. No, that who's going to want to care? Um, uh, the middle initials. <laughs> Rangers of the Dark Forest would okay. like the minutia. I hope so. Yes. Uh, the middle initials are, I think, Abraham's. Uh, daughter's initials, so I don't know why he got additional daughter credit. Right, <laughs> his daughter name. got credit because she's he adorable.
2: Did. Right. Anyway, it's uh, uh, people become crazy when their parents.
1: But do you have a lot of German listeners?
2: I have some German okay, listeners. Hi, Germany.
1: In Germany, yeah. it's, there, it's only James Corey, not James S. A. Corey, like it is everywhere else. Mm-hmm. So I thought I should include just
2: in case. <laughs> exactly. The people of Germany. I don't want to
1: confuse our German uh, our German listeners. Mm-hmm.
2: Well. Welcome, German listeners. I don't, enough, uh, I don't get enough... Yes, I don't get enough email from the German listeners. It's Jackie at com. Give a shout out. Anyway, um, uh, so, okay, so, and how many books are there? Are there only three? I think
1: they're on, uh, well, there's, I think there's eight novels of a nine novel plan, I don't know why you wouldn't just make it ten. <laughs> Interesting. But I think that's the goal. Is because nine. trilogies.
2: Yeah, maybe that's it's, why. maybe it's
1: three trilogies. Yeah, good yeah. point. I didn't think about that. But there's also a bunch of novellas. Okay. So like there's oh in the all universe together. Right. All together. There's probably like you know fifteen or so at this point.
2: It's a fascinating. I mean, I have seen the first season. Mm-hmm. Here's here's what I know about it. Mm-hmm. It's it feels like a a, a space political drama like sp- oh, for, yeah and space opera in the fact that there's action and noirie. Mm-hmm. Like it's sort of cyberpunky noir kind oh, of. Yeah. um Like he wears that hat uh-huh. in the first season. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're, you're talking about um, uh, Detective uh, Josephus Miller. Yes. Um, played by what's his name, uh, Thomas Jane. Okay. And yeah, he's it's like a detective story. Yeah. Something's gone wrong. Uh, so, some a girl, a, a, a rich heiress girl, has gone missing in season one. That's the yes. basically the, the the that's the plot the starting plot. So this detective's got to find her. Um, and figure out what's going on, and as it unravels, we learn there's a whole political angle you know, deeper, to it, right?
2: And there's a whole political world, like mm-hmm. that, like the three. There's like planets, planets right. upon planets upon right. planets. Yeah, I, I guess and, we should
1: back up and <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> talk talking about the, the, the structure well, no, we're talking about. no, because because
2: the, the first season is is entirely just following him, sort of, because mm-hmm. he's just a cop, right?
1: Right. He's just and a cop. Is he
2: a cop on the on the? Does he take? Is is he a um a corrupt cop? I forget.
1: Uh no, he's a good guy. He's he's. I mean, he's, he probably does. Has There's done some, some grift. He's done I some shady like, things to right, get the job done. Right, I believe. We I,
2: suspect. Right, right. I, I, but he's
1: not like a cop on the take. He's not. No, no. Just he's, not for, he's not
2: the bad cop. Right, but he's, he's probably done some questionable
1: yes. <laughs> motive. Oh sure, because uh, right, It's
2: Nori. Yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly. Okay, so like, yeah, so the first season is him and him stumbling onto this case.
1: Right, he's trying to find uh, Julie Mao. Who is like this this billionaire heiress and and, and what's gone wrong and um and then uh, but but soon we get into uh, the Rocinante crew, which we are has to what the uh, the crew uh, the crew of the, the spaceship Rocinante. Okay, um, and that's the and they're kind of more central to the story than than uh, Detective Miller is. Okay, that's um like uh, Captain Jim Holden and his officers Naomi Nagata and um who are the other ones. Uh, Amos Burton and you know who I'm talking about the yeah, like the main foursome. Yeah, the, that are like just flying around in this Star Trek style,
2: like Junker kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, Right. Yeah.
1: right. They, they start out as um, they're working on the belt. Okay. The, 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 okay. The belt is the asteroid belt that exists okay. between um, Mars and Jupiter. Okay. So like far, far, you know, far reaches from Earth, and um, I think the reason the Expanse started out in the first place, the Expanse refers to expanding yeah. out from Earth. Okay. Um, it's we we've gone beyond earth to to mars and and the belt turns out it has all these resources it's ice and water and oh and, it has all i think everything needed right i think it's like got like oxygen gas and stuff like that i mm-hmm. think it's more than just just water so anyway it's oh earth is way overpopulated by yeah. now this is a couple hundred years in the future
2: right or so 20 earth, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> right i know it's the same yeah. thing it could be sooner than we think so um the, the world has uh, has expanded um, and uh, yeah, a lot of people are have been born and raised on in the belt area for generations. Oh, okay. So he's one of those people um
2: okay so he was raised um sort of on a space station on the asteroid belt mm-hmm. in between Mars and Jupiter yeah okay and and it's essentially mining that that's the yeah work they're mining there. Is and they're right, getting
1: stuff out of it okay that's, that's why there's yeah this this whole belt connection in the first place
2: okay so um and he's a cop on the belt or, mm-hmm. or in on the station that
1: he's on right yeah I think it's um uh the the, the big major station on the belt is Tycho station okay I, I don't remember if it's I think that's where he, he's based, his home and everything is. Um, and that's on the biggest asteroid on the belt, which is called Ceres. Um... And uh, getting deeper, just yeah, yeah. Th- this never comes up in the show, but I learned it while uh, teaching a, a special needs kindergarten class this past school year. Really? I, su- I substitute teach during the during sure. the uh, school year um, because comics have day jobs. Exactly. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Comics at my level, I should say, have day uh, jobs. Right, right, right. I had
2: one for many <laughs> okay. thousand generations. Yes.
1: <laughs> awesome. Um, so anyway, we were doing... Well, first of all, uh, the whole world heard... Lo- Ten years ago or so, Pluto was demoted as a planet. Right, we went from nine to eight. Yep, <laughs> it's now a dwarf planet. So, um, we were—I was playing like these uh, movies for kids. About, like, the eight planets, yeah. and there are Jupiter, and this and that. Um, and then the second follow-up video is the five dwarf planets. And I'm oh, okay. like, never heard of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but starring Pluto, but then there's four others, and one of them is um, Ceres okay. within the asteroid belt. Okay. Um, that's, like, the basically the biggest asteroid belt. So the asteroid, asteroid the belt. belt is real. Right, the asteroid belt is real. Right, okay. it's a real thing. They decided to pick out, like, you know, r- real real like that's that's kind of the best part about the expanse yeah it like really does like what could we do a couple hundred years from now and what technology do we have and how far could we make it
2: right right i think
1: star trek's a lot of fun but like the science doesn't work right it blows your mind to think that we could get to other other stars and other galaxies
2: Right, I think that uh, I think that someone was telling me that the reason we should watch. Yeah, I think it was Robert Hurt, who works at Jet Propulsion Labs. Oh wow! As an astrophysicist, mm-hmm. he's been on the program. Um, he said that one of the greatest things about the Expanse is that the science is as close to right, right, exactly as, as they can do. They're right. they're actually working on the science, mm-hmm. so that's fascinating. They clearly okay.
1: started with like, what can we do, and then and then the additional stuff is is
2: right, standing then, on the
1: shoulders of, of the scientists. And yes. well, how about another hundred years? What could we do? Yeah, right, right. So that's that's like why it's so much more like intriguing than, oh, than cool. Star Wars, which is great. I love Star Wars to death and, sure. and Marvel movies, but like The Expanse has me up at night thinking like, oh, how far are we from the, the this drive and and that world and right? How and stuff is like the that? world
2: in w- w- once we get off this planet? Is it a good world? Well,
1: that's the crazy thing. Okay, so we talked about the asteroid belt. That's yeah. where a lot of people go to. Um, oh yeah, b- before I forget, the um, what. Another thing I learned in this uh, <laughs> kindergarten class is that like one theory about how the asteroid belt came to be came yeah. to be is that there was another planet there between Mars and Jupiter, and it broke up at some point, mm-hmm. maybe maybe because of Jupiter's m- massive orbit pull or whatever, and became this asteroid belt. Okay, so like that's what a that's what a blown up or whatever destroy okay. a planet could do it could become just like an a, an orbit of stones around it so i thought that was kind of crazy and that is crazy i know that's a story in itself for that's someone it. wants to do a story about what happened yeah yeah what billions of years ago anywho okay so the big uh within the world the world about three worlds yeah <laughs> um uh there, there's earth in the expanse earth, earth universe. as we know yeah mm-hmm. yeah earth as we know it is it's, it's earth as we know it except uh Probably like quadruple the population, or probably more, probably ten times the population. Okay. So Earth's biggest problem is it's overpopulated. Um, they don't show a whole lot of that. We don't. We don't see a whole lot of people living in the streets and fighting for food. We right. basically see the. It's o- not
2: District Nine. Right. We're not seeing that.
1: <laughs> we see the office, the interior offices of government buildings all the time. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so I think they could do a little better job of showing why why, why anyone would leave Earth. Um, and the belt is the place with the resources, but, so that's a big blue collar, you know, w- working class, you know, world. Yeah. Um, and they do a, actually a really cool job with making a belt, the belt its own, uh, culture and society. Okay. Like they all speak this like, sort of like pigeon English. Okay. And they all have like, you know, tattoos and like, it's kind of like, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, the road warrior world. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's like this Doman. post-apocalyptic right, exactly. kind of. It's got this like a post-apocalyptic feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the third uh, uh, world is Mars. Okay. Mars, it was. The planet of Mars. The planet of Mars, exactly. Okay. Has um, been settled. It was, right, exactly. It was settled by Earth's uh, uh, Earthlings. I think they usually say earthers, mm-hmm. um, who decided to go out and, and, you know, start a new utopia, a new colony. Okay. Again, generations ago. Yep. Probably, I don't know, 100 years ago or something like that. Um, and so they, have, uh, they don't have the population problems. Oh. Um, they have, uh, you know, they, they got everything like clean and nice and efficient. Oh, is and, it nice? Uh, well, that's the thing. It's still Mars. It's still atmosphereless. So right. everything they have is still in like bubbles and tunnels and, oh, you know, there, there's no oh, sky there's no terraforming. Or anything.
2: Right. Okay.
1: But here's the thing they're talking about terraforming. They have ter- terraforming plans and, okay. and ideas underway, um, but they can't stop warring with Earth. Um, oh really? And by war, it's more like a cold war. It's more like a weapons race, and well, if you guys,
2: oh, because they're kind of
1: everyone's fighting for the same resources on the on the belt mostly from the belt, right? So okay. there's this been like this like kind of deadlock underway for for decades, maybe centuries.
2: Though, if you would think, if you could get like if there were eighty billion people on this planet, mm-hmm. and you could get I don't know seventy billion of them off, you should be able to have the resources that uh-huh. we have today. You'd think.
1: So, so um, yeah, it's, it's a lot where a lo- Mars
2: would need them more since there are no resources, mm-hmm. right? Right. Interesting. Interesting. Right. But so that, that's
1: the fight. That yeah, Right. The fight is kind of the struggle for resources and, and power in the, in the in our right in our solar system. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what
2: is the, and, and and where do the the people on the belt stand? They don't care. They just want to make money. Do they want to go to Mars or back to Earth ever?
1: Um, Good question. Um, I don't think so. I think the the belt is kind of the belt. Like it has, it has its own. It sounds like a really temporary place to be. It sounds like they're just. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, some of these like series, the asteroid is like the size of our moon or something like that. And so there's generations upon generations. People have been there
2: forever. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, It's like I don't know, maybe taking a taking a crab fishing job in alaska yeah but people just kind of stay and colonize and stick around or something like that it's, okay it so, seems like a far away bad deal at first yeah but it just becomes a way of life i, I think and, and no and, and do they
2: all live like because there's no atmosphere on the belt right they all live yeah, inside on the belt, right, right? It's all,
1: they have different like you know there's no sky right okay right and that, that and that's the biggest thing that's hard, hard to believe why people would want to live on the belt or mars yeah like the the, Mar, the mars people talk about how wonderful it is but it's like you can't even see the sky. <laughs> like, right, right, you're still... One, one character uh, uh, gets taken to Earth for one day and she's, like, amazed by the ocean and the sky and everything yeah. else. And it's, like, it's really hard to believe that people would, would deal with these, uh, you know, containment fields and... and
2: right, right. like generations. Right, and I'm sure... But at a certain point, I think... Um, I know that there are people who are raised um, in science fiction that I've read mm-hmm. uh, that are raised on, on space stations and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And when they go down <laughs> like, to planets... They freak out a little bit. Yeah, Like, it's just the... the only
1: life you know. Right, Mm -hmm. yeah. They're just
2: like, it's too big. I can't parse... It's
1: like the movie Room a few years back when the kid was born in a room. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. I I never saw it, but I saw, yeah. Right. So she was kidnapped, and the child is born in... in this uh, little kind of a shed, a garden yeah. shed that they're trep- kept in his whole life. He's like five. Yeah. And that's all he ever knows. Right. So finally the, the, spoiler they alert escape. they escape <laughs> and he does not get it. He does right. not get that there you can you can travel more than eight feet. Right. <laughs> at a right, time. right. So, and yeah. is he
2: eight at the end of the movie? Is he remember. five I think at the he's end of younger. the movie? I think
1: he's yeah, something like that.
2: So hopefully he can relearn mm-hmm. that there is uh mm-hmm. air and space. Right yeah so that, whole, uh, yeah. so what makes the show I mean, what I liked about the show was sort of the—it wasn't the world so much as the drama, as mm-hmm. the as the story. Yeah,
1: that's that's big. It
2: was a little confusing because there seemed to be, there seemed to be sort of rebels. Uh, there was some sort of rebellion. Like I, th- I feel like the billionaire kid ran away and joined the
1: rebellion yeah there, there um i think the i think it's called the opa the outer planet alliance is okay. like the belters you, you know you asked earlier if the if the, how the belters feel and you're right there, there was rebellions among them and stuff like that okay and they uh they're try, trying to get you know recognition and not just be like the uh and uh, the, the, they're the just grocery market work. for earth and, and, yeah. and mars yeah. <laughs> they want to be their own people too <laughs> so yeah that is part of it yeah so yeah, this all come, comes clashing together and and yeah it one one really cool thing about it is like like you said if they could just get along and like you know you take some of these resources and you take some of those we could all get along fine and not yeah. waste not waste so much money on an arms race yeah and then the parallel to today, gee, you
2: think. Right, it's the, it's history the, history the same hum-
1: problem. The history of humanity for the past, whatever, 10,000 years has it been. Like, why don't we just skip the arms races, Yeah. whether it's nuclear or catapults. Or sticks, <laughs> right. yeah.
2: It's just... Why can't
1: we just sign peace treaties and get along? Right. So it's, it's kind of fascinating that, like... According to these authors, you know, mm-hmm. it's a couple hundred years from now nothing, nothing's changed. Right, people that are still the same. Mm-hmm. So right. that's I heard, interesting. I had I... a history teacher who said, uh, history never repeats itself. Human nature always does. Oh, hilarious. So, yeah. Right.
2: And, and the, um, the, the powers that be on the planet Earth... There's some um, older woman.
1: Yes, um, <laughs> I haven't seen this show in like two Christian years. Christian Avas- Avasarala. Okay, and
2: <laughs> that's the name of the wo- actress. No, okay. that, that's her that's the name of her name. character. Okay, right?
1: She's a, like she's like a UN. They're kind of not specific about her exact position, but she's a big UN. She's, she's a like huge,
2: a big, giant politician. Yeah,
1: I think basically the and, and I'm sure this gets delved into the books that they don't have time for in the in the TV show. The UN is kind of the world government, Earth's government. And and she's a, a she's she's big among them. Okay. So she's a, she's a major player um, politically. But,
2: but she isn't like the president of the world.
1: No, there is a guy who is the president of the world, and we don't see a whole lot of him. Okay. He's busy doing other things. So she's she's. He's somebody... busy being a figurehead. Right. Yeah. I think basically she's <laughs> yeah. a few levels below him. Yeah. But, but she she's passionately against war. She does not want. Everyone's been worrying about Earth. I mean Earth Mars war. Oh. For, for, for decades right it's 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 us a USSR cold War right, right. kind of thing if we can avoid this is like is her big her big passion
2: okay so that's her thing mm-hmm. and um is there so is there is there another politician who wants it
1: uh ev- eventually I don't think I don't even know if he was in season one but um yeah we, we there's somebody else in the UN ranks right who um yeah is is, is for it and and right, he kind of sees it as inevitability, I think. And, okay, and uh, we better we better strike first, or they're gonna kind of stuff.
2: Right. So the sh- the the kid runs away on purpose. This is what I remember. Right. Which, which like, kid? Like oh, oh yeah, the, yeah. I, the I daughter, remember the, the, the heiress. Mm-hmm. yeah. The detective is in the heiress's apartment on the belt. Okay. And he's like drinking her sparkling water or something. Uh-huh. Like she has rich people food. Okay. And is- he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna have." I'm gonna have this snack. Okay. Uh, she's not using it, <laughs> and um, and so, to my knowledge, she joined the OPA, right? I th- yeah, I think so. Then, it's, it's been
1: a few years since I've seen since that, you've seen two. that season. Yeah.
2: So you, there are now three seasons of mm-hmm. this show, and so the first season is that—that's the mystery, right? Is what yeah. happened to this kid? It, it, it gets, let's get started and, then, right? And then the second and third season—is it more about the war?
1: Yeah, we're we're trying to avoid war, and 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 the war basically starts because like, right there's. You know, battles battles are underway, and, okay. right? And people have uh, war games and military exercises have gone out of control and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the biggest thing is um, there's a there's a foreign thing introduced by by foreign. I mean, like extra. It's from, from somewhere else beyond our beyond our worlds. Aliens, They're, finally. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I don't know about aliens, but like a sor- <laughs> some sort of uh, initially a substance sort of thing okay. has been introduced. Some mm-hmm. Somebody found it. I forget the origin. Maybe it was, I figured if it was on a comet or some deep s- space exploring thing right. found it. Um, but it's it's super, uh, it, it's a weapon. Okay. It can be weaponized and it's kind of like semi-organic. Oh, like okay. You can turn, it's... I hate to spoil for anybody, so skip ahead thirty seconds if you don't want to hear it. <laughs> but this stuff has been found um, that can get basically weaponizes humans and like kind of turns humans into superhuman attack machines and stuff like oh, that. Oh, hilarious! So it's
2: so like a super serum, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, or is it a symbiote?
1: Kind of both. I think okay. th- there's a couple of versions of it. Um, I'm, Interesting. I'm, I may be forgetting some details of it, so sure. I apologize, fans. <laughs> but, no. But anyway, th- the main thing is that there's there's a. There's a somewhere something from somewhere else, right and it's blue and mm-hmm. it's glowy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it can turn uh, people into weapons and stuff like that.
2: Okay, and then so so the what's the best thing I mean, is the best thing about the show the storytelling, or is it the science, or is it? Oh, what is first, it? it's
1: got to be storytelling. Okay. Because that's the best thing about any good show, right? Right, <laughs> G- right, right. Game of Thrones. It, it's not about the dragons. It's about the. It's about the intrigue and the, who, I, who's. That's why I never <laughs> watched. it. because oh, okay. <laughs> I
2: wanted it to be more about dragons. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, does, don't don't hide your soap opera behind those dragons. Oh, that's I want funny. more about those dragons. Well, it, it
1: does get much more dragony by the end of it. it they're the, the <laughs> yes, kind of running the show. If there's by that, um, right? Yeah. If if
2: that's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so, in the but
1: yeah, the storytelling is is is, is wonderful, and right. of course the world. That and, and so,
2: and this, and the story takes place parallel, sort of on Earth, on Mars, and on the Belt, right? Or yeah. and on ships.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's all at the same.
2: And so, are there f- sort of four? Like it's an ensemble cast. Obviously, oh yeah, right? for sure.
1: So if there's, we're if, constantly bopping between what's going on on Mars and Earth, and
2: right, and and so like I'm I'm sure the the politicians don't know the ship people. Yeah, they, they don't know yeah, that exactly. They, they're they're not aware that they specifically exist. Mm-hmm. They're just like oh.
1: Eventually they do. Oh, do they? <laughs> right. Eventually okay. The, the worlds collide and. Oh, good. Come together and stuff like that. Yeah,
2: that's what I. That's what I definitely want. Oh, yeah. I want worlds to collide. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: so, your your girl, um, what's her name, Christian, mm-hmm. uh, ends up going on a you know a diplomatic mission, and she ends up being rescued by the the crew. Oh, okay. The the, the, the space foursome yeah. that we we're talking about, and so yeah. So then she come does together, meet certainly them, by, right? Oh, by season three.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. And so season four is going to start. And was there also some th- some problem? Wasn't there a bone density? thing like don't they actually try to address the fact that you can't go back to earth because your bones are Oh
1: yeah, I forgot about some, that. There was yeah. about
2: little kids and mm-hmm. and uh, that's, yeah. That's a
1: real world problem. We, we've talked about we've talked about Mars missions mm-hmm. and you lose bone density in no time if you're not using it. Yeah, like gra- gra- we we take gra- gravity for granted. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> for, um, but Ooh, it's super control, vital for everything.
2: They can control gravity in this in this show, right? Yeah,
1: they they have this like spin thing. You can like make a, a spaceship or a station or a spin. In fact, they made this, the asteroid series spin in the belt. That's oh, why they okay. have gravity there. Oh, interesting. Um, I guess, I, guess I, w- I was taking a look at book versus um, movie uh, yep. show differences. And one big one is um, uh, there's a lot more anti-gravity scenes in the book and the stories. Ah. The, um, obviously, they take a lot, of, lot more time and effort to make them in, in the TV show. Right. So the gravity machines are working most of the time. Yes. <laughs> it's only here and there when something gets throw- when somebody gets attacked and is thrown out of whack that, yeah. they're, that they're out of gravity. Um, yeah.
2: It's uh, just because you have to shoot that. Right. Do you, do you remember
1: the pilot episode? there's like a fa- there's there's, a, there's basically a famous space sex scene um I what? think
2: so. Yeah, like the the, lead, the, the captain Bolden. of the Right. Yeah.
1: Right, he's, he's he's there's a love scene with him and a girl Yeah, Anti-Gravity. <laughs> Comes into... Right. Um and they're, they're kind of floating through the room. Yeah. And, um oh, so it's yeah. kind of a really interesting scene.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was a great scene. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So, so So they
1: address the Anti-Gravity some. Oh, um but like beyond just like the people are floating around, we learn like how important it is. There's a big battle in season 2 or 3, I forget when. When um there's a, a non a, a ship that's lost its gravity drive, mm-hmm. um, and so like they have all these wounded people, and it turns out like without gravity, your wounds don't uh, heal. If you have bleeding in the, your body, yeah, it, like floats away and doesn't do the stuff. It's doesn't heal. No, all all the Earth what? remedies are based on like gravity, and yeah. things will settle down. Oh, and that's fascinating. You right, you're like your inner um, internal bleeding, is yeah. just gonna kill you and stuff like that. So they have to make a massive like uh, another ship has to like you know. Um, swallow its pride and take in the refugees and so they can have gravity to heal yeah. and stuff like that. So it's oh super gosh. cool how they address these things that we don't even think about because like, we, have, we live in our that tiny little capsule of a world where everything is Do you have there's always science... oxygen there's always gravity.
2: Yeah. Do you have science background?
1: No. No? So no. this is
2: kind of a fascinating learning mm-hmm. reveal. For
1: fascinating. sure. Fascinating.
2: My ad, my ad, my ad. I'm about to do an ad. Rangers, this is an ad for Function of Beauty. That's right. It's Function of Beauty, by the way. F U N C T I O N. Function of Beauty.com slash dork to get 20% off your custom formula. It's shampoo and conditioner. Yes. You get to pick exactly what they make, and it's amazing. You should know this that it's vegan and cruelty free. Function of Beauty addresses uh, more than just one hair need, right? (laughs) So like if you go to the drugstore and you get a brand of shampoo, it'll address a single concern like volume or strengthen. With Function of Beauty, you can choose up to five hair goals, hair goals to add to your formula. So I did it. I took the quiz. The quiz takes about uh, a heartbeat. It is amazing. It is very quick. So the Function of Beauty individually formulates every bottle of shampoo and conditioner based on your hair type, your hair goals, and your preferences. You can select your color and fragrance. Uh, I picked a pink and a purple, because why not? Why not have purple hair shampoo? I love it. Anyway, you can opt for dye-free and fragrance-free if you want. Uh, The products are personalized, so your name is even printed on the bottle. Uh, I called mine, 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 mine. Anyway, Function of Beauty doesn't use sulfates, parabens, uh, something that's... uh, that sounds ominous, a phthalate, P-H-T-H-A-L-A-T-E-S, mineral oils, or any other harmful ingredients. Here's what I did. You take the quiz. I picked deep conditioning because my hair is very thick, Uh, color protection because I have a hairdresser who uh, makes my hair all kinds of colors. I did straightening because my hair can get kind of wavy and anti-aging. Because I am aging. Who is not? So that's what I did. I used it for the first time today. And it's nice and shiny. And my hair is soft. Uh, so it worked. That's what I'm telling you. So if you go to functionofbeauty.com slash dork, you get 20% off your custom formula. Let's get back into the show. So do you want to talk more about The Expanse? Or would you like to go to other science
1: fiction? Um, we, we, we can hit a little more, more Expanse. Please. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just um, uh, just a little bit more about the authors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Daniel Abraham was a collaborator with George R.R. R. Martin, who okay. wrote um, Game of Thrones. Yep. So that's why they have a lot in common. In fact, um, the other author, Ty Frank, was Martin's uh, personal assistant. Mm-hmm. So I suspect that's how they met oh, and came together. Oh, that's totally how they met. Right. Yeah. So, um, so that's why um, The Expanse has a real Game of Thrones uh, influence okay. and, and, and connection and stuff like that. If you uh, if that. If Is fans, there a lot of, of incest? Both. No, it's, and it's, it's lacking. It's lacking, <laughs> it's lacking in incest. incest right, as far I'm as that okay goes, with that. for Game of Thrones connection, it's
2: my game. Of, my Game of Thrones. I was just like, and do they end up killing all the people that are good guys?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we we haven't seen how. Uh, no, ends. if you're four seasons um,
2: into it, and the guy with the hat is, yeah. and, the, and the and the politician lady are still alive, they well, would be dead in Game of. I'll Thrones tell you, I'll, I'll, by I'll page give you eighty.
1: I'll give you a I'll give you a half spoiler. Okay. One of those two isn't alive by the end of it. <laughs>
2: oh, fair enough. So uh, yeah. So you so, have to see right because uh, I've I literally I tried to read Game of Thrones and yeah. then I tried to listen to it on Audible mm-hmm. and then I tried to watch the TV show and then I went back and I was like well maybe I'll try the book again and uh, I could not do it and it was because all I could tell because of the way. George R. R. Martin writes that he was uh-huh. going to kill everybody decent. Oh okay. Cuz I think he finds it more interesting. I think he finds villainy more interesting okay. than decency. Yeah. And so um, the villains win, the be- the good guys die, and then you have to settle for the best of the villains. Yeah. And you're like, "I see what you're doing. I don't say that it's not a, a you know, it's a it's a it's a way to write, mm-hmm. but it's not for me." Yeah. But uh but so, but other people freaking on board. And mm-hmm. Probably more like real life than not, you know, uh, because Martin Luther King, dead. Barack Obama, decent guy not as good a guy as Martin Luther King. Uh, yeah. So, you know. Yeah. So it's uh,
1: whatever. The, 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 yeah, this always comes into play with uh, stories and, and movies. It's as like, an analogy. Are we supposed to just mimic what we have or or, or can we just, can we show the ideal version what we right. want it to be? And it's like, S- sometimes a lot it, of times the two are, d- d- are, well, that would never happen. Well, wouldn't it be nice if it did? And, and, right, you know right.
2: You're going to be surprised by the word fiction. Because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I was, I saw something the other day on, on Twitter where somebody said that they were watching Captain Marvel, and uh, they kept going, oh, come on. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> you're going to be truly really disappointed. Right. You start watching Batman. You know it's not a documentary, <laughs> yeah, right? You're exactly. here for the,
1: the crazy Captain Marvel.
2: You're, you're here for the flying and the shooting fire uh-huh. out of your hands. So that's why mm-hmm. you've come. That's why you've shown up.
1: Can I just say, mm-hmm. uh, we, we did a show together a few, a few months back. Yeah. Um, and uh, David Huntsberger's junk show. Oh, yeah. And um, you were in a Captain Marvel jacket. Oh, yeah. And I was like, ah. I get her. Yeah, <laughs> she's on board.
2: Right. These are my Captain Marvel pants. Oh, are they okay? <laughs> I have the whole tracksuit, like a weirdo. Oh, wow, awesome. Sure, I'll wear them. I don't have a problem. And uh, <laughs> so, okay. So, what else about the Expanse?
1: Oh, uh, I think we just about covered uh, most of the Expanse stuff. Oh, that's um, awesome. Just, um, uh, yeah, it's it's, it's 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 big thing. If you take away one thing from this, listeners, yeah. it's, it's so cool because it's it kind of bridges. It's the missing link. It sort of bridges the gap between like. You know what, 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 where we are now, and what what Star Trek is, and yeah. you know what, what could we? You know, it's it's uh, that that's fun, but it's almost magical the the warp right. drives and the teleporting and, and all all this super easy fixes.
2: Right, and it helps you think about the next generation of mm-hmm. science. That's right. what I do love about right. science fiction.
1: Expanse is all about like where we where we really could be uh, not not far from now. Who knows what alien technology will, will show up on our doorstep. Probably something. Oh yeah. <laughs> Whether or not it's this is, is something else. But like, yeah, so, something influencing, you know, uh, and tipping the tides of, of of war and stuff like that will, will, will probably come up someday. Sure. Um, so, universe what, is a big place. <laughs> it is a big
2: place. So I saw Terry Pratchett. You mentioned Good Omens. Uh, did you get to watch Good Omens?
1: Uh, yes. Did you?
2: Yeah, I saw. Yeah. Well, I saw the first. I saw four of the six. I'm two. Okay. I'm two episodes behind. Awesome. Uh, turns out I've read the book several times. Okay. I know what's about okay. <laughs> to happen. You know what's going on. And uh, but uh, I thought the adaptation was really great. Okay. I thought they my, did a
1: pretty good job. Okay. My my guy, um, his favorite book ever. He's read everything, and his favorite book is Good Omens. Okay. So it had high expectations for me <laughs> going yeah. in, and and he loved the the adaptation. Um, How do you like it versus the book, by the way?
2: Oh, I thought that they did a pretty good job with yeah. the adaptation. I always, I try to suspend my disbelief, or, or I try to be a little more open. I'm like, okay, this is an adaptation. This mm-hmm. is, sure. there's no way, like Ready Player One, you know, uh-huh. um, I like the book better. Uh, good Omens. I think, I think they did about as good a job as you could, mm-hmm. quite honestly. It was Neil,
1: Ga- Neil Gaiman who who did the 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 adaptation, right? You wrote the and miniseries? it was and
2: it was British, you know. So mm-hmm. it has that sort of hilarious BBC Doctor uh-huh. Who vibe, right? Where you're like, some of the some of the graphics and and F S CGI is amazing, and then some of it is. Oh, uh, this, you're on a back yeah. lot. Okay, but <laughs> right. it doesn't matter. And all British actors on their British television are actor actors, like mm-hmm. theater actors, yeah. and that's why they're a hundred years old. And I don't <laughs> and I don't mind how old they are. It's mm-hmm. pretty great. So, um, did you like it?
1: Uh, yeah, I liked it very much. Mm-hmm. Um, we should say that um, the the book was by uh, it was co-authored. It was yep. Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. Terry Pratchett is literally my favorite author. Oh, is he? Uh, he is for sure. Um, that's he, he, fascinating. He bumped, he bumped uh, Kurt Vonnegut for that for that oh, oh, about, that's about cool. ten years ago. My 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 guy got me on uh, the Terry Pratchett the Disc this, the, this World Series, and I just never got off it. I'm I'm still working on it. <laughs>
2: right, right, yeah. Eighty
1: percent of the way through. But um, the Terry Pratchett's thing is is fantasy, um, but with total like uh. uh so it's all metaphor. Right. And social context and, and it's all
2: wordplay and a and, oh, yeah, lot of puns and a lot yeah. of the it, it super me funny. Six, yeah, it took me six books to really like him. Oh, okay. Um, but Which, I wanted to like him. Okay. And I'm not reading them in order. I'm mm-hmm. just doing Discworld. It was just Discworld. Right. Well, Discworld
1: is like ninety percent of his
2: <laughs> Right. <laughs> That's so most I of it. read Good Omens and okay. uh, and I had read uh, Sandman and and a lot of uh, I haven't I don't Game. know much
1: Neil Gaiman I haven't read Sandman and stuff
2: right well what I liked about Good Omen so much is that uh, what Neil Gaiman did for Terry Pratchett was he took Terry, Terry Pratchett's silliness and smartened it and okay. what Terry Pratchett did for Neil Gaiman is it took his pompous seriousness and lightened it the, the fuck up and the two of them were such a great collaboration yeah.
1: I, I suspect Terry Pratchett wrote. Um, well, uh, what's his name? The good, the good, the, the, the angel. Oh, the, the good angel. Uh, <laughs> the angel, not the what, devil. I forget his name. Yeah. Oh, right, and then Neil Gaiman basically wrote. Um, yeah. C- Crowley. I forget the other one's name. It, um, it,
2: you're right. He I, went from Crowley to Crowley. That's insane. Okay. And then, asked and then the, Fr- obviously, Frell they, or they or collaborate his name and on yeah. each
1: other's stuff, and yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely feels like what one's the happy side of life, one's the darker side of life.
2: Right. Right. There. And and um, but Crowley, the the fact of Crowley yelling at his plants uh that feels like um that feels like a Neil Gaiman thing that has been made funny by Terry Pratchett okay. I don't know I don't right. know either of them I've mm-hmm. never Met either of them? I don't know, and I've only read, like I said, probably nine or four, I think I've read fourteen Discworld. Okay, books.
1: That, that's pretty good. I, that, yeah, don't, don't you feel like you most people you meet have never heard of it and don't know what you're talking about? Right, <laughs> I'm constantly for sure. explaining what he is to everybody. <laughs> right, and so, I, I don't get why he's not more popular here. <laughs> I don't know. And when he passed away, I was so just like, good. it was
2: so great that he had this giant catalog of uh-huh. of, of work that we can go back and, right. and read so, for years.
1: Do, do, like, do, which ones? Is there any any method you're mad? of the Discworld books? Nope. Like, did you read, like, the uh, Witches used. series or... You no, know, yeah. used. Yeah. <laughs> it was the was Iliad available. bookstore.
2: Yeah, whatever they had <laughs> okay. sitting on the in paperback.
1: Yeah. So... Um, you, you can do it that way. You can do it because... Because they're not super connected. They're not, you know... They're, they're all in the same world. in the
2: same... Mm-hmm. And, and so the characters recur, right. right?
1: Mm-hmm. And each book is its own thing.
2: Explain Terry it, Pratchett's Discworld, though.
1: Um, Terry Pratchett's Discworld is a, it's, it's his fantasy world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's literally... Uh, a disc-shaped world, so it's a flat Earth, if you will, and it's on. Uh, it's being held up by four massive elephants, who are uh, being held up by a massive turtle. Uh, <laughs> right. I think his name is Atuin, uh, floating through space. Right. So, so that's... there's a
2: plate <laughs> with four elephants <laughs> right. on, on top of the back of a turtle, mm-hmm. and that and the turtle is the thing walking around the universe, right, right or, or floating something? or whatever yeah, it's or doing. Float- yeah.
1: Um, but that which sounds crazy, bizarre out there. But it rarely even comes up. It never the comes world. up. Once in a while, it does. It, right. Um, but 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 it's basically just, just just a world. It's a it's a medieval world. Yeah. So it's like Game of Thrones. It's sort technology. of sorcery. Mm-hmm. It's sort and
2: sorcery stuff, and the and yeah. the wizards and and there are good guys and bad guys and bad oh, yeah. decisions galore.
1: Right. All, all the fantasy stuff you need. Yeah. The good guys are very good. The bad guys are very bad. and, right. and Stuff like that.
2: And the good guys are often very very dumb. And uh, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's my, one of my favorite do, things. Do you know Rincewind?
1: Carry- Have you read Rincewind? No. He, he's 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 he was his go-to original protagonist character. He's a dumb failed wizard. Okay. And he keeps getting pulled into adventures beyond his control and stuff like that. Okay. Um, he's probably the star of I don't know seven or eight of the books. Oh wow. Of the like fifty. Right. So there's a good chance you haven't come across him. Right. <laughs> so, um, but he but he's a, the perfect hapless you know.
2: But he is a wizard yeah. and is wizarding trained or is he? I think girl. he failed
1: wizard school. Okay. I don't think he, I don't think he ever got. Uh, by the end of it, he might he might have he might be a wizard by unseen academicals, um, but initially he's like a wizarding school dropout. <laughs> Okay, um, but he's like uh, he's a he's a, he's a fave. Do character. people go
2: to I forget in in I haven't read them in so long. Mm-hmm. Do people go to Wizarding School because they have aptitude, or do they go because it's a it's like going to tech school and you need oh, to get a degree? Oh, good question.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't remember. I'm I'm sure they address that, but I can't remember if you need to be able to bend spoons when you're five. Right? Are you? Is it like a Hogwarts invitation? Are people born
2: magical and born non-magical? Like to use the the Hogwarts? Yeah. To use a Harry Potter. I don't remember. Yeah, me neither. I I, I
1: suspect so. Um, Interesting. But yeah. So what else has he
2: written besides the Discworld? I have Terry Pratchett. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, Because
2: I can't think of his first book
1: was called The Carpet People. And it's about a whole whole world that exists in your rug, literally. So, like, it's about micro <laughs> people and, like, they're w- warring with each other. And I think, like, the big, the bad guy is the vacuum. Is there's, there's, a literally little, there's, the right. There's talk winner. of a mega weapon called the vacuum or something like that. I haven't read it, but that's he what I've heard about it. He is a goof. I know. He's, he he's is hilarious
2: and a goof. Right?
1: Um, yeah. If you have never read Discworld, pick it up or, or, or Terry Pratchett. It's, it's the best.
2: And a good gateway is good omens. You know, sure. and uh, it's uh, and the TV show. I would recommend. I mean, because it's such an easy read, I would recommend people read it before they saw the show. Okay. Just because, did you read it before they saw the show? You just saw the show.
1: I just saw the show. Okay. Because I'm working. I'm trying to get through the, the Discworld series. Oh yeah, you- we're just gonna take the rest of my. <laughs>
2: Well, the, the problem is that—that that is the problem with the fact that there's so much
1: content right uh-huh. now. Is I read I read before I go to bed at night, and I usually fall asleep in under a chapter. Right. I, mean, I, I read about seven or eight pages a night. <laughs> so right. It takes me three months to
2: read a book, exactly, <laughs>
1: which and I'm not proud of.
2: No, but I mean, there's so much stuff to read too. Mm-hmm. So oh, a and day if doesn't go by. And someone if,
1: doesn't tell you you have to read whatever,
2: and and you have to watch a TV show mm-hmm. or you have to see a movie, and um. And there's only so much any of us can do. So, right. but I would say right. if you prefer to read than to watch TV, some people do. I do. Uh, I would recommend reading the book instead of watching the TV show. Even though I really did like the TV show, I thought I thought the product the production was quite good. Yeah. But the book itself, Good Omens, is essentially it's it's about an angel and a devil who have they the the devil or the the Crawley is, he was the serpent. And Aspharel, or I forget his name. Oh, that's right. It was, um, the angel was the guy who guarded the gates of the Garden of Eden. And so, they've known each other since the beginning of the world. When the humans are kicked out of the Garden of Eden, um, Aspharel gives the humans his sword. They just, they looked... They looked like it was going to be hard out there. So he just gave Mm -hmm. him the sword. And then Crawley was like, what's wrong with knowing things? And and so it's essentially this incredibly tongue-in-cheek, but really important discussion about the nature of what... Of of what what is evil and what is good like like thousands of years later six thousand years later three thousand mm-hmm. years later whatever the the specul I forget yeah I think it's like six I think it's six um the the the, the Crawley and and the angel. Realize they have more in common with each other mm-hmm. than they do with heaven and hell, respectively, which have both gone corporate. And uh, and so they decide they don't want the apocalypse to happen and the end times, um, though they're both... Um, so they, they try to thwart it, but they're so bad at what they do, which feels a Terry Pratchett kind of thing. Uh-huh. And um, though I will say Sandman, which is the Neil Gaiman, it's essentially about... Uh,
1: it's a, it's a graphic novel. It's a
2: graphic novel. It's a see the to your right,
1: see uh, those oh, large wow. tomes. Oh my goodness!
2: Those are leather bound versions of them, and they're gorgeous. And they're and the, it's very very compelling storytelling. It's about essentially the nine endless, and they're nine gods essentially. And and Dream is one of them. The Sandman is one of them. Uh, okay. And it's Dream and Desire and uh, Destiny and Death, and they all have, start with D, and uh, <laughs> so. The story of Sandman is um is is such a great story of of how he is being held captive in the beginning of the the Sandman series and how he escapes and, and the revenge he takes. And then it follows his life through these these seventy-five or hundred and fifty comic books that andy handed me when we first met oh,
1: okay. he's like you're gonna want to
2: read this and then the next thing you want to read is this thing called lucifer
1: that, that, and that's what happened to me i got told you want to you know, check out this shelf, two shelves of uh, um, terry pratchett books exactly i was like well picked it up one night i'm like well let's flip through this right
2: and, the, and then the, i and got hooked i think good omens came out after lucifer which was a spinoff of sandman that he didn't write uh Mike oh. Carey? Yeah, so Neil Gaiman, there was a spinoff of Sandman called Lucifer, because at some point during Sandman, Lucifer comes to, and that, that's a TV show as well.
1: I was going to say, is that, is that the same thing? It
2: is, though I understand it is not very well done. It's okay, mm. but it's much, much different. Okay. And uh, the deal is this, is that Lucifer decides that he doesn't want to run hell anymore, so he gives the keys to Hades to, to, the, to dream. To the Sandman, oh. and he's like, I don't, I don't want this key. What? Why now? And uh, and then so, gods come and try to get the key from him, and he's like, No, I'm just holding it for Lucifer. Just get, go away. And um, but Lucifer, the great Mike Carey spinoff of of this, is actually a very funny. It's a that is kind of paralleled. I think Neil Gaiman got because it's about Lucifer. He hates, and and Sandman created this character, um, or Neil Gaiman created the character where um, he doesn't like that God's ineffable plan. It's this whole thing about how God has this ineffable plan, which is just a cop-out. Because whatever you choose to do, God can then go, no, no, I knew you were going to. No, I knew you were gonna. Do right?
1: It. Yeah, I, and <laughs> I agree. I always, I always hate that. "like God has a plan" idea, and it's like, well, why do we do anything if, God, if, if, if there's a plan and there's an inevitability? Well, and it's
2: you have to, you know, the thing is, is you can fight the plan, or you can not fight the plan. Mm-hmm. You can live with the consequences of fighting the plan, or you can uh, rant and rave at the sky right. that that you, you know, whatever. But, um, but so that so that was one of the reasons I really like Good Omens, and. Um, and Terry Pratchett. I mean in in the end Terry Pratchett has that great kind of vibe where mm-hmm. he he everyone should just choose to do things correctly and or or with some compassion. And then when you don't you're going to fuck up. It's going to be yeah. and that's going to cause that's going to cause the drama of that. Yeah. So what now? Yeah. I have uh of course weeded off And co-opted your dorkdom. No, I love it. And uh,
1: these these are all favorite topics. So, uh, still on Terry Pratchett, I would just say one last thing for listeners. Yeah. Um, yeah. If if it sounds overwhelming to get into this 40 or 50 book (laughs) saga, um, there's uh, a lot of the recurring characters have their own like lines within it. So you can start reading the witches or the wizards or the Watch. Um, my favorite one is the Watch. They're like the police force of this, yeah, yeah. this world, and they're <laughs> it's it's so, some are good, some are bad. They're they're always funny and, right. and stuff like that. Um, and, Keystone
2: and it, cops a little bit, kinda, yeah. yeah.
1: They've talked for for years about uh, a, a TV show adaptation of of the Watch. 'Cause oh, it's cool. it's perfect. It's a procedural drama in a fantasy world. Mm-hmm. It's like so ready for it. So I don't know what's oh, taking forever, but the, 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 the material's ready to go.
2: <laughs> right, right. There's plenty <laughs> of content. Uh, wh-
1: wh- one thing that I remember hearing about Terry Pratchett requested within his lifetime was that like he just he didn't just want like a two hour feature film of a book just to just to put a movie out. Right. The only movies that, the only books that got adaptations got like four hour miniseries adaptations because like he wanted all everything in there there's an adaptation of um the uh the color of magic the first one and okay. the hog father the christmas mm-hmm. one they're all like four hours each because he did not want to settle and compromise yeah which is kind of like more power to him except people just don't know who he is because there aren't like you know movies in the theaters of him and stuff like that
2: so i saw Hogfather. Mm-hmm. um it is yeah it's a christmas it's a it's a very distinctive Terry Pratchett Christmas weirdness, yeah. and w- um, what is that one about again? I forget who the Hogfather. Oh, uh, well, well,
1: yeah, um, the Hogfather is Santa Claus essentially, yeah. but he's like a a pig shaped you know yeah, character, yeah. and um, something. Uh, so th- th- there's this overarching sort of like presence. The I think I think Hogfather involves the. Uh, they're sort of like the accountants. They make sure everything goes not right or wrong, but mm-hmm. like correctly in the okay. universe. And they decided. I think, I haven't seen it in a while or read it in a while. Yeah. Uh, they decided that uh, we've had enough with Christmas or something like that. Um. Or, or these beings like Santa are like magical and not really of the world. So we're going to do away with them. So someone gets sent to do away with their, their Santa character. Yeah. But like death steps it. De- death is a recurring character. Oh, <laughs> l- right. L- literally the Grim Reaper. Yes, and, and he has to take size and everything. Right, scythe and everything. And when Santa disappears, he has to take over. Um, it's very much like the plot of uh, a nightmare, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, <laughs> I looked it up and like and it came out a couple of years later, so I of yeah. feel like it was influenced. Sure, um, if, uh, that's a polite way to put it. Yeah,
2: because I think that Terry Pratchett has been hacked pretty bad because people don't know who he is, and yeah. and and so like like we hear about him. Mm -hmm. or he's he's sort of under the radar. Yeah. And once you introduce him, you're like, well, I'm just going to write a script that's oh, a, kind my, of
1: based on that. My show, and Fantasy Hospital, is totally influenced by. Oh, is it, it? world. It's a hospital, kind of a hospital proced- procedural in a fantasy world. So Sword it totally and sorcery has, like...
2: f- fantasy world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, how many? How many episodes are at fantasyhospital.com? Um, uh, there are ten episodes. Ten, it's
1: short, like for five minute. You know, they're five minute web, se- web series size. Right. But but the point is, <laughs> I'm not just plugging my stuff. Um, no, it's, it's but totally you should. Ter- terry Pratchett influenced.
2: <laughs> uh, by the way, um, uh, let's just tell him. By the way, it's, it's Justin Marchert. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, Justin Marcher. Yeah. Um, it's like when you've heard the Beatles and and your, and your stuff is, you know, when you hear the best, when you love the best, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna, it's gonna come through and...
2: Well, and, uh, and, and everything to, you know, not n- not to be trite, but everything derives from something else. Yeah, you have right. to be influenced from Shakespeare to the right, Bible. Exactly. It doesn't, what am I, <laughs> you know, like, oh, the Bible, you're such a hack. Or <laughs> Shakespeare, mm-hmm. you're such a hack. You're like, you're not a hack. Right. You're a human. <laughs> you're alive. Yes. And as long <laughs> as you, you don't, go. you know, take... If right. you're, if it's not verbatim and it's not on uh-huh. you know
1: egregious, right? I'm kind I'm I'm constantly wondering like can I can I have death as a character? He was death was a, was a, was uh whatever an entity yeah. before Terry Pratchett ever lived sure, but like but he uses him so strongly and so well mm-hmm. that I feel like these days to use him you could, um, it really looks like you're really kind of taking his th- thing he already did. So well, I, when I don't we're know. done, I'll
2: show you the the way that uh, Gaiman used death. Oh, okay, because death uh, she's a she's essentially a goth character oh, okay. she's, a, she's um and she's mellow mm-hmm. she's super so there have been so many different adaptations of death that your adaptation yeah. could be you know it, it it can be there's always the Put exhaust your yeah your own spin on right. there's the exhausted death there's mm-hmm. the death that doesn't want to death takes a right. holiday yeah you know i mean a thousand movies and a thousand different mm-hmm. ways of of dealing with it and yeah, death isn't going away. It'd be like saying I I don't want to use text. death as a
1: character in Good Omens for that exactly, matter. Exactly, right? Um, one of the four Horse, horsemen of the, the apocalypse. apocalypse who now ride motorcycles because it's 2019. <laughs>
2: right? Uh, yeah, death uh, and war is fa- fascinating in that.
1: Um, mm-hmm. And then the fa- the one that they changed famine. was um, pestilence, pestilence became pollution. Right? Uh, right. I think I think in the book and this is told to me that. Um, pestilence says something like uh, yeah I haven't been important ever since penicillin showed up so now I'm focusing on pollution <laughs> or something like that
2: yeah yeah it's uh yeah the the famine character was my favorite uh, in the book oh yeah because he shows up he has two things going he's uh, he started the fast uh, he's got a, a a diet plan where he makes people starve to death <laughs> and then he has a new plan a new fast food restaurant where there's no nutritional value and it's called chow. And they, and I believe they showed that in the TV show, okay. <laughs> but, uh, the, um, but fa- famine was, was, uh, pretty great. So the Hogfather, what was the other specials that he did? The four hour specials. Do you remember?
1: Uh, the color of magic. I think it was the first two books. Uh, color all with a U. Uh, uh, yeah. British spelling <laughs> color of magic. What was that? Uh, um, uh, well, it was, a. Uh, they're, they're Rincewind stories. Rincewind is his like, oh, okay. original character. Um, and then the sequel was The Light Fantastic. Oh, that's and I think they're combined into one two-part or, or, or multi-part um, story.
2: Are they on Netflix? I I don't, I don't know where
1: you find them. Yeah. Uh, look around. Um, I suspect they're on Amazon I think Hogf- or somewhere. Because
2: Hogfather, I think, was on, was on, was Netflix, on Netflix for a while.
1: Okay. And um, so maybe it's on there. And then that's I think neat. the newest one is called Going Postal. Um, which is like about the Discworld's version of the post office. Um, <laughs> I just I just read the book recently and it's really good. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, in fact, that, that's a, that's a new line of not not even new. It's probably twenty years old, but that's probably the most recent line of Terry Pratchett Discworld okay. characters. This character named Moist von Lipwig, and he's like he he represents like technology and the industrial sure. re- revolution mm-hmm. and the Discworld like you know moving into like uh, postal service and movies sure. and trains and. Mm-hmm. Industrial kind of stuff,
2: right? Right, when when magic meets technology, right. kind of thing. Okay, uh-huh. fair enough. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's not just going to be owls, like right? Harry Potter. Exactly. So that's great. What are you? Which one are you reading now? I saw that you're reading
1: Thud. What's I'm reading Thud? a book called Thud. It's about um, it's 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 the Watch again, which are the policemen of Discworld. Okay. Um, and this is kind of uh, there's a bunch of different uh. Beings that live together. Yeah. The, ma- the main city in Discworld is Ankh-Morpork. It's, yeah. It's basically London. <laughs> um, but they have like trolls and dwarves and humans all live together, kind of like Harry Potter World. Right. Um, but the dwarves and the trolls don't get along. They have like a centuries-old history of um, uh, animosity, and R- it's kind right. of coming to a head in this one, I think, is what, what they're getting at.
2: Okay, because this, this is part of a series, or is it a one-off procedural? It's part procedural. of Discworld.
1: Well, it's part of the Watch series within, so, within Discworld, which, so it's probably the. But it's sixth.
2: standalone by yourself. Oh yeah, they're like, all they're
1: all standalone. But okay. but, you, but you'll know the characters from previous books. Okay. So like, the members of the Watch I already know from different books and and stuff like that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It
2: looks good. Have you ever read uh, Jasper? F- Ford, oh, uh, the like, Jane Eyre, they have like
1: fairy fairy tale stories and names and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. no, my guy has he has a whole yeah. bookshelf of them. Right, because they're they're very good too. Okay, I think yeah. you'll like. I think I was told, if, if, if you, you like if Terry you like, Pratchett, mm-hmm. you'll probably like Jasper. I've heard that before. <laughs> Ford,
2: he's got two Fs, uh, which he gets to keep because he's Welsh. All right, uh, and uh, <laughs> it's not uh, it's not hipster extra F. It's uh, Welsh extra F. <laughs> okay, so good for him. Fair enough. Yeah, I've got a couple of his books. Up there, okay, so, yeah,
1: um, but yes, uh, I've heard. I've heard good things on him.
2: Yeah, that's great. So um, let's see what uh, the fantasy hospital is. It uh, here's what I want to know now, as because mm-hmm. we're in like the last five minutes. Is so if people go to uh, Justin Marchard... Marchard? yeah, Marchert, that, yeah, there that's my
1: everything site that takes you to my um, animation, comedy, acting. All of Reels it. of everything, right.
2: Okay. And then it'll have and, and that, links to Instagram and Twitter. That'll take your right. twi- you Fantasy
1: Hospital, too, if you want.
2: Oh, good. Mm-hmm. There you go. And if you start at FantasyHospital.com, that'll you can also go back to, fan- to yeah. Justin.
1: Oh, uh, You should Merchant? be able to, Hopefully. shouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be, Maybe, that should go I both have ways. <laughs> double-check that.
2: <laughs> and, Not uh, to mention it. But I, I like the idea that... that uh, so are the doctors human? Or are
1: the doctors everything? They're mostly from this other world. Okay. Um, this fantasy world. Um, but... The uh, the high wizard, voiced by Will Wheaton, oh, nice. um, deca- uh, declares that um, for uh, political purposes he needs more votes. So, oh, the, the humans in this world are are, su- are sub, they're they're the least lowest life form. Oh, interesting. humans, right? Pets. <laughs> I would go as far as pets, but they're like, yeah, they're they're. They, they rank well below elves and dwarves and everybody okay. else mm-hmm. uh, the wizard needs more votes for his upcoming election the high wizard so he declares uh, vo- votes for humans oh, so and, and we're gonna treat them well and treat them in hospitals so the doctors are like oh we need to find a human who knows how to do this so they they tap into the internet uh-huh. and they find uh, and they get they get porn for the first three days sure and then eventually <laughs> they sort through it and find out there's a world called earth and and we're gonna we're gonna get a doctor from there and pull him over here. And of course they get the wrong one. They get the idiot. Oh, the school sure. dropout son of the genius of doctor. And, and then, so um, close. That's kind of the premise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's great. So fancy Uh And there's 10 episodes and they're five minute episodes. And, yeah. Something uh, people, like that. So easy enough for people to get into it. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then, and, it,
1: and it's fantasy comedy. So if right. you like this kind of stuff,
2: this'll go up uh, July 9th. You got any shows you want to plug? Uh, for uh, the American I have public? a couple
1: of July shows. Or the German public. Um, th- my, my website and Instagram and all that. We'll, I, I we'll post have... calendars of things. Sure, sure. Yeah. And I got a San Diego show Wednesday. Oh yeah, in two days, so it's. Oh right, <laughs> well, well you're ahead gonna miss it. it. <laughs> okay. Right. But and, uh, I always have stuff going on coming up.
2: So and do you do the Huntsberger Junk? On a regular? Um, uh, Not
1: super. I've done it a couple times. Okay.
2: Me too. Um, Me too. And, and David Hunsberger has been on the dork forest. Rangers will remember him. What did you guys talk about? Horses. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, he's a horse dork. Oh, I didn't know that and, was his uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, He likes to uh, put his face right behind the nose of a horse and smell the horse right there. Oh wow! And that is a very specific part of a horse that he would like to smell, and it's, he <laughs> says it smells just like new cut grass. Oh
0: wow! And uh,
2: he says it's his favorite part. And uh, his dad and his uncle uh, wanted to be cowboys, and so they became cowboys.
1: Wow! That's, I did not know that about yeah, him.
2: It's a pretty great uh, David Hunsberger, uh Very funny, has a good show, and then.
1: Yeah, it's a really cool show. They they do stand ups as well as animation. Right. So that's how I, I got involved with them. We we played episodes of Fantasy Hospital at Oh perfect. Um, at his thing. Yeah. And, uh, I think I think I learned about him listening to Allison Rosen's podcast. Right, um, and she's a voice on Fantasy Hospital too. So, oh, fair enough. Everybody's I think I've
2: done Alison Rosen's podcast. Alison
1: Rosen is your best friend. Yes, I'm sure you have. She
2: yeah. was, uh, I believe, uh, she became my new best friend for an hour.
1: Awesome, it was very <laughs> exciting.
2: And, uh, <laughs> um, but people should definitely go out and find your um, your animation. And thanks so much. Yeah, we were going to talk about animation, but we are. I don't know. That's okay. We got and we got
1: plenty. We got in.
2: thirty minutes of expanse. Right. We got twenty five minutes alone, of right. uh, of of Terry Pratchett it has been thank you very much for being on the show thank you so much for having
1: me it was wonderful
2: sure and uh, rangers you know the rules out there take care of each other my hat
1: my hat my hat they're dancing around my hat (laughs) my hat my hat my hat well what do you think of that if it looks like a mexican hat dance and it sounds like a mexican hat dance it's most likely a mexican hat dance so take off your hat and let's dance
2: (laughs) yay oh my god why don't we just call that as the end of the show